Welcome to Whiskey and Wino. Another week. Another week. So, I have to tell you what I'm drinking today because it's pretty weird. Oh, okay. So, I bought this. <laughs> that's that's my intro. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing? It's I don't know. I mean, laugh. just to describe your drink, it's really weird. It's really weird. So, it's called right. Jamaican Smile. It's one of those frozen wine cocktails. Oh. So I bought it at, I think, Walmart. So I mixed it with banana rum, strawberries. Of course you did. Strawberries <laughs> and pineapple juice, and it's so much better. <laughs> huh. It's very refreshing on this hot-ass day. It is rather warm. My AC doesn't get fixed till tomorrow. Oh, bummer. I had to have two big pine trees removed from my backyard and the guys came early this morning and I still see several water bottles on the hill, even though they're finished. I think they were just so exhausted and like needed to sit the fuck down that they just bailed. I mean, they cleaned up after themselves. It's not like they were just totally left a mess, but there's like two water bottles on the hill still. I got to go get but I was like, today is not the day for me to yell at them and like, no, it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot. It's stupid. I'm super over this and it's just going to get hotter. We're going back into a, mm-hmm. what do they call it? A Heat wave. Thank you. I'm like, we've been in one. I don't feel it's ever stopped, but they are saying we're going into another one. I'm like, when did I was it stop? like, I thought you were going to come up with something more like no. clever. No, no <laughs> heat wave. He wait with my cleverness All right. for the day. Yeah. Well, I'm drinking the tried and true, my chicken wine that wine. is chicken broth. Well, you know, it is um, the Smoky Mountains it has on the front, um, the national parks. And I recently was just watching something about Dolly Parton. Oh, and I she's from the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, so... I don't know. It doesn't fit anywhere into this recording, <laughs> but it did in my brain because I had Dolly Parton on my brain. So I have to tell everyone I screwed up this week. I gave Jem, Jeneth, Jem, your name is now Jem, Jenethine. I am a Jem. <laughs> you are a Jem. <laughs> and I tried to rush it and I had computer issues and I just had issues. So I'm actually doing one that I've already done done but you guys have never heard it because I guess the sound was really bad and Jen didn't like it so I'm hoping she just forgot all about it and it's (laughs) more Halloween-y that's good well we're going to be on theme then somewhat because I also did Halloween-ish but it was in the UK because that was your original theme (laughs) it was and I had two different themes to go off of I had a conspiracy theory and I had scary like hmm. paranormal. And I just, I lagged. I was off all last week because I thought I had COVID and I did nothing. Yeah, we had a Corona scare. So she was <laughs> contemplating her life yes. where she went wrong. And I decided <laughs> to sleep it away my last days. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea. Your body needs rest when you you're know, I feel fighting great. something. Good. I feel great because I slept all week. But... I didn't do any packing. I was a terrible person. But, hey, 
I'm on scary, so I owe you guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, it's no problem. We'll carry you through it. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Well, with that, do you want to? Let's start. Tell us your Let story. us begin. Oh, I have one um, thing I have to. I have a correction. Okay. That's the word I wanted. Correction. Okay. I said when we were talking about Gypsy Rose, who played her in the movie The Act, it's actually mm-hmm. Joey King from The Kissing Booth. It is not Catherine from 13 Reasons Why. For oh. some reason, that's been bugging me for three weeks, and I finally remembered to tell that. Okay. Okay. I feel better now, just in case they're listening. By the way, we're now also available on Amazon Podcasts. Oh, yes. Good job. Woohoo. All right. So I am doing Stall Cemetery, a.k.a. The Doorway to Hell. So I used weekendweird.com and astonishinglegends.com. So you remember this when I told you this the first time? I feel like, is it in Missouri? I thought it was, but it's actually in Kansas. But I did okay. do it for a Missouri thing. And we didn't release it? No. It was right after Bigfoot. We tried to do another one because Bigfoot sound was so bad. And then oh. this one was just as bad. So we never uploaded it. Oh, cool. Okay. So. All right. America has no shortage of haunted graveyards dotted across the country, but none of them are quite as legendary as Kansas Stull Cemetery, which is an infamous doorway to hell. With a reputation so big that even the Pope himself is said to make his plane fly around it. I do. I remember it now. Okay. I was like (laughs) waiting for you to ask the same question. Yeah. So with the legends that involve humans. Wait, what was the same question? Um, last time you said you can't just scoot above that about the Pope, and I'm going to scoot around that and come back to it. Oh. Okay. Hmm. It's right. legends that involve human sacrifice, occult rituals, and even a yearly visit from the devil himself. Stoll has gained an over-the-top reputation that has landed it in countless books, the most haunted top ten list, and even an appearance on Supernatural. But is there any truth to the rumor? Rumors swirling around America's most evil graveyard. Hmm. So for over a century, so for over a century, Stull Cemetery has been linked to countless legends involving witchcraft, satanic cults, and of course, the infamous gateway to hell. According to the legends, Lucifer once used the abandoned, now destroyed church um, at the center of the cemetery as his own personal doorway from the underworld. It was... It was in Stull where he would, I want to say Skull so bad. (laughs) Skull Cemetery. It should have been. It was in Stull Cemetery where he would rouse the spirits who had been buried inside the gates of the most evil cemetery in existence. But he's only able to pass through the gateway twice a year at midnight on the spring equinox and, of course, on Halloween. Have you, sorry, have you seen um, Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage? Yeah. That's what this reminds me of, their epic fight, you know? Uh, yeah. It, the, it might be the second one that I'm thinking of, but at that cemetery or the... the no, it's the first one. Yeah. That's true. That's, Ghost Rider's pretty cool. I don't know if Nicolas Cage was the right person for it, but it was pretty good. I do, I like, I, it. I do like it. Actually, I do, too. Probably, probably more than I should, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is one of the seven gateways to hell. Rumor has it on these two days, a set of hard-to-find stairs are supposed to appear somewhere near the cemetery grounds in case you want to visit the underworld. I'm pretty sure that's a one-way trip. I don't think you can come back. Yeah. So I'm sure you're probably wondering why, of all places, the devil would choose a small, relatively unknown place like Stahl as his connection to the earthly realm. But the reason dates back to 1850. The most widely accepted theory behind the origins of Stahl's evil reputation is tied to both a large tree that once stood in the cemetery and an old tombstone inscribed with the word witch. <laughs> what? And I, I say it like that because it's W-I-T-T-I-C-H. Like witch. <laughs> W-I-T-T-C-H. W-I-T-T-I-C-H. Oh. Wittichit. Wittich. Wittich. So the tree, it said, was the hanging tree for condemned witches who were put to death by the torch-wielding townspeople. I'm sure they had pitchforks and all the shit mm-hmm. they do. And the grave? None other than the final resting place for the bones of Satan's child, whose legend has it was born deformed and covered in wolf hair. Hmm. So according to the legends, hundreds of eyewitnesses have claimed that even though the church has been missing its roof since the 1920s, rain refuses to land inside the building. Does that mean rain is holy water? (laughs) Maybe. Hey, there you go. Maybe. Hmm. Also, I've seen Hellboy. So (laughs) I know what the devil's devil's kid is. Is Hellboy? Yeah. But Hellboy, Hellboy's a good guy. I know, but he's the devil's son. It's not little Nikki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I recently showed that to my kids. Oh, I, I won't. I have no words. I just think that <laughs> movie was just horrific. It's so bad, it's good. It's Adam Sandler. My kids are obsessed with him right now. So. I get it. Waterboy, I'm sure they love Waterboy, which I also do not enjoy. Mm, yeah, it's a good one. Mama said, Mama said, <laughs> Mama said, I love, now Happy Gilmore <laughs> is my jam. Mm-hmm. Blended wedding singer, freaking love him. Okay. Um, Yeah, we've been on a big Adam Sandler kick. The, what's the one with uh, Jennifer Aniston? Where? The new one? They, the mystery no, one? Oh, no, no. Oh, just do the it. The one where, where I, they lie. Yeah, just do it. I just love do that it. Movie. Is that what it's called? Yes. I tried. Just to go with that. it. Oh, that's it's just it. go with You're it. Right. Yeah. Just do it. That's nice. I was like, game. that's not right. <laughs> just go for it. Just go with it. Yeah. Go with it. Yeah. I love that movie. It's freaking hilarious, and I <clears> they tried have to show good. The they have day. good chemistry. They do. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good one. If you want to watch a good one, it's not on Netflix, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> I All mean, right, we're I? not a uh, Adam Sandler podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> but we probably have some strong opinions. We could have one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So awestruck visitors would report that the tiny church would stay bone dry no matter what time of the year or weather conditions, and it was because of these supernatural attributes that the town finally gathered to tear down the church. This destruction of the building made the spirits angry. And the rumor has it the hauntings in the graveyard flared up something fierce. Hmm. So one story told of two young men who were visiting Stoll Cemetery one night 
and became frightened when a strong wind began blowing out of nowhere. They ran back to their car only to find that the vehicle had been moved to the other side of the highway and was now facing in the opposite direction. Hmm. I just think that's weird. It is weird. I think well, they were drunk. I think they were drunk. <laughs> they were so drunk they were holding on to the grass to keep from falling off the earth I and their just, car switched. I just don't think that that's what the devil would do. Like, oh, show them. I think that's weird. Another that some little Nicky shit. <laughs> some little Nicky shit. I'll show them. Mm-hmm. Another man claimed to experience the same wind, but inside of the church rather than in the graveyard. He claimed that the sinister air current knocked him to the floor and would not allow him to move for some time. I know it sounds weird. A sinister air sinister current. Sinister air current. Um, incidentally, it is inside of the same church where witnesses say that no rain fell. So out of all the larger than life legends that surround Stahl, the most famous story associated with the cemetery when Pope John Paul, John Paul II was flying to Colorado for a public appearance. According to the legend, the Pope declared that the ground in Stoll Cemetery was so unholy that he forced his private plane to reroute his flight around the graveyard because even the air above it was tainted with evil. Okay, but you're closer <laughs> to heaven in a plane. Like, wouldn't true. God help you? Why take chances? Maybe God was busy. That's true. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm against I it. don't like it. Well, I don't like when people use their like religion uh, as it will protect me. It's, you know, whatever. And then. You mean like people do a COVID? Where it's yeah, cool well, because God will cure them? I mean, yeah, God, God gave you free will so that you don't be an idiot. Yeah. Like you don't need to be running through dark alleys at 3 a.m. Like <laughs> you should still, you know, God's not, you're not in a big God bubble, but still like you're in an airplane. You have to avert a patch of land. That just seems very superstitious to me. But yeah, agreed. Who knows? I mean, the Pope does have a, communion with god that we as lay people do not so this is true he's maybe chosen god was by like god. you know yeah maybe god was like you know you should probably just go around this one we just don't have time for that right now you know that's could have been what he <laughs> said like we don't have time to fight good evil right now i'm on my way to a summit well 1993 was a fucking doozy of a year for america for sure with all the bombings and right yeah <laughs> all that shit First World Trade Center bombing. Um, okay, so by 1988, the frightening legends of the cemetery had grown to a fever pitch. And on October 31st, nearly 500 people gathered at the graveyard, waiting for the devil's scheduled appearance, causing so much damage that the local sheriff's department had posted deputies on the property every Halloween since. Damn. The new, the new police presence actually had the opposite effect. Instead, more people were showing up, and it became like part of the occult conspiracy, as it mm. does. Yeah. To make, to make matters worse, on Halloween 1999, local reporters made a trip to Stoll Cemetery to put the legend to rest once and for all. They were hoping to document Satan's failure to appear at the graveyard at 12 a.m., but they were mysteriously turned away by the property's owners just a half an hour shy of midnight. 
Since then, it's been absolutely impossible to obtain permission to actually investigate the property, especially on those two particular dates. Do you know where the, um, you know, there's that famous recording where they like put down microphones into this big crevice or, you know, whatever underground cave and it has all the recordings of the screams and stuff. Do you know where that is? No, but I might have it in my notes. Oh, okay. Only because I have a couple other um, doorways to hell. Oh, okay. So I might have that one. I do know the one you're talking about. I know it's in a foreign country. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now it's going to bother me. We'll look it up. Okay. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. It is getting closer to Halloween. It is. We got to, you know... <laughs> So besides supernatural, the cemetery was also, 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 <laughs> also heavily featured on the band's Urge Overkill album cover. It's also been a plot in the movie Turbulence 3, where a bunch of satanic villains plan to crash a plane into Stahl Cemetery in order to release Satan. What the fuck? I think that's fine. I didn't know there was a Turbulence 2, let alone 3. I've never heard of that movie in my life. Turbulence. Trying to think who was in it. Not to Google it. It was probably Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why I don't remember it. (laughs) It's funny Uh, because when you said that to crash the plane, I was thinking Con Air, which is also (laughs) Nicolas Cage. (laughs) No, that was a good movie. I was really good. Con Air. So I look up Turbulence and I got the (laughs) got the definition. It's not what I <laughs> Apparently, it was not a big movie. Oh, a Turbulence movie. There we go. Who was in it? I want to say it's like, um, oh, Lauren Holly, Ray Liotta. Okay, I do remember that one. Well, those aren't nobodies. No, they're I'm not. I'm surprised I haven't. I didn't hear about it. But that's nobody Turbulence. called Hold me on. to tell me that it <laughs> came out. It was in 1997. Oh, so okay. that was like Ray Liotta heyday. Right, and that's when Lauren Holly was dating Jim Carrey. Which oh. I'll never understand. Well, they met on Dumb and Dumber, right? Isn't yes. that their thing? Yeah. He did that movie. I like his Joe Biden, though. It's really funny. Have you seen it on SNL? Jim no. Carrey plays Joe Biden. No, I left SNL about 10 years ago. and have oh, not looked have, back. You have to watch it when it's any kind of election coming up. Because Alec Baldwin's Trump mm-hmm. is so dead on. It's crazy. Oh, I bet. So speaking of entrances to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump's hair. (laughs) Donald Trump actually said today, if you don't vote for him, you're going to go to hell. What? Like, wow. Okay. Well, Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for him, you're not black. So (laughs) who knows what the fuck these people are talking about? (laughs) It's just like, wow, we've just gone too far. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're in idiocracy. There's we another really movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Too okay. bad we're living it now. <laughs> right? It was funny until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it got too real. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you about a few other gateways to hell around the world. So the first one is in Platonian Hierapolis, which cool. is an ancient city near modern-day Pamankal in Turkey. Okay. It's actually spelled really crazy, but I wrote next to it, Pam Uncle. Oh, there you go. So I would know how to say it. Okay. Um, 
Anyway, it was a home to a site considered sacred to Pluto, the god of the dead. Although the site was rediscovered in 1965, it was just this year that archaeologists announced the unworldly, unworldly significance of this holy spot. The same gases that heat the famous hot springs of Pemuncle originate from a cave beneath the Plutonian. And because the vapors are toxic, the people of Hierapolis believe that they have been sent from Pluto himself and that the site was treated as a ritual entrance to the underworld. Pilgrims would travel from all over the classical world to make sacrifices to Pluto. Animals led into the cave would drop dead from the toxic fumes. While followers, followers of Pluto would prove their devotion to the god by entering the cave and emerging alive. Perhaps thanks to their knowledge of pockets of breathable air within the cave. Hmm. That's um, upsetting that Darwin didn't didn't <laughs> remove those pockets of air. <laughs> Going in somewhere that is fucking toxic. I mean, like, yeah, there's a reason People... they have those fucking cave canaries. Like, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't do that. Um, the Seven Gates of Hell is a local legend claiming that in the woods off of Trout Run Road in Hellum Township, Pennsylvania. Oh, uh oh. Yeah. It's too close to you. Right? It is in Hellman Township. That's kind of funny. Sits the seven gates of hell. According to popular fiction, the gates appear near the site of a tragic asylum fire. And if you step through all seven gates, you land straight in hell. Hmm. Um, there are a couple of problems with the story. Even Just a couple? From, even from the whole going to hell thing. One is that according to the Hellman Township website, there never was an asylum on that spot. Hmm. Also, there's only one gate, a rather ordinary looking gate that a doctor installed to keep people off his property. Hmm. Weird USA explains that the other six gates are supposed to be invisible during the day, but that hasn't kept, kept um, curious trespassers from sneaking out of the property. That was the just poor seems, doctor. I he know. just put up a gate to keep people out, and they're like, "No, the other ones are invisible. Let's go check it out." Like, right? We're just gonna keep fucking with you, even though there was no asylum. There's no reason to think this is a spot. Hmm. Um, next one is Saint Patrick's Purgatory. One legend about the Irish Saint Patrick involves Station Island, a speck in Ireland's Loch Derg. Derg. According to the legend, after Patrick had become frustrated with his doubting followers, the Christ that a Christ appeared to him and guided him to a cave on Station Island. I wrote the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he is the it, Christ. I guess he is the Christ. We don't have a lot of them running around. Um, inside the cave was a pit, which was a gateway to purgatory, where the souls of the dead must endure punishments for their sins before entering heaven. While there, Patrick also received visions of the torments of hell. From the 12th century on, Station Island has attracted Catholic pilgrims looking to sit close to purgatory. Why what? would you to sit close to purgatory? No shit. I'd like to stay away from there. Yeah, totally. In 1632, the Lord Justices of Ireland ordered the cave closed and most of the records of pilgrimages prior to that year were destroyed. But we do know that the pilgrims would fast and pray for days before spending a full day shut inside the cave. People mm. Mount Hecla. 
Iceland's particularly active volcano developed a reputation as a gateway to hell in the 12th century after its 1104 eruption. 1104 as in the year 1104? Yes, yes the year 1104. Who the fuck is keeping records there? Viking people. Um, an Anglo-Norman <laughs> named Benedict uh, wrote a poem about it. A Voyage of the St. Berdan mentions that the volcano is the prison of Judas, the apostle who betrayed Jesus. That reputation hmm. continues with further eruptions after the eruption of 1341. There was a report that people saw birds flying amidst the fire and that birds that the birds some thought were really swarming souls. Oh. Um, it's also supposedly where witches meet the devil if they want to hang out. They don't just go to Kansas. No, they've got they to go to Iceland. Go to no. So those are my gateways to hell. I have two stories today. Okay. And fair warning, they are both unsolved. I'm just going to throw that out there. I know. I was it, I was disappointed as well. I'm sure as these other families are very disappointed <laughs> too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> They're a little probably a little bit more than I am, but um Oh. I had some big help from truecrimeenthusiast.co.uk um as well as the Mirror and the US Sun. Also, I just want to point out that I spelled enthusiast with an i, which is wrong. <laughs> I know that, but my spell check did not <laughs> wiggly red underline that. So Freaking maybe it's a real word. Yeah. Asshole. Maybe right. it's the British version. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're probably more sophisticated than we are. Probably. Most places probably are. They're not spelling things phonetically like I do because <laughs> I'm hooked on phonics. So first one. A man was jogging in the park in Manchester, England, and he came upon a badly beaten naked body of a woman. I'm just going to jump right into it. Right. Um, it was October. It was October 30th of 1987. So um, upon the investigation, it was found by the police that the woman who was found in the park was 37-year-old Elsa Hannaway. She had gone on a much-needed night out the night before. She was a single mother to five children. Oof. And to add to that, her oldest daughter had a child at the age of 14. So Oof. she was raising her her grandson just like her own. Like, the, the boy would call her mama oh, wow. or mum. Because <laughs> it's Mom. in England. <laughs> so she was basically a single mother of six. She had at 37, I can, I'm going to be 37 next month and I'm a single mother to three and that's enough. That's, I can't, I can't even imagine. Elsa and the father of her children, they had divorced, but they were still supportive of each other. They weren't in each other's lives. He's, he was still around, but um, they had met in England when Elsa had moved from the West Indies to England at the age of 16. So they met shortly after that. Then they got married and had their babies. And um, so Elsa went to a few bars the night before. So they're starting the investigation and 
She needs um, to have a few drinks with all those kids. No shit. She just That's why I was like, out. yeah. Oh, and I'll get to another point where I was like, yes, girl. So <laughs> she went to a few bars. The last one she was seen at was called the Big Western Pub in Moss Side, which I totally picture in my mind the Big Western Pub as like Texas, how oh, we have the like English pubs. Boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. They have to have the the riding bull and all that stuff. Exactly. You sit on a saddle when you sit at the bar. Mm -hmm. So it's not there now, but that's where she was last seen um, because this is 1987. She left with a man named Ewart Simon. And I know Ewart, it's E-W-A-R-T. And I'm sure it said (laughs) a lot... um, (laughs) A lot better with an English accent, which Ew I it. don't have. Ew it. Ew it. I don't know. So it's like Stuart without the st. Ew it. <laughs> Ew it. That's weird. Um, okay. He said that she was very drunk when they left. And yes, he walked out the door with her, but he did not. They didn't go somewhere else together after they parted ways wherever she went after the pubs closed so that one the big western closed earlier than most of the other pubs so she closed that one down okay so he let her go like did she get into a car did she get on no he said she walked off okay so i mean we're we're in england in a city you know so it's totally normal to just walk home from okay. a pub, you know, like a downtown type. Well, I wouldn't so, walk home, but that's just me. All right. I'm really lazy. Downtown would be a far commute for me. Call a or cab. Driving, walking, anyway. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, call an Uber. I was going to say, Calif- California is bigger than England, so. This is true. There's, all right. So, yeah, he walked outside with her, and then they went their separate ways. After the pub closed, she decided she was not done with her night, which that's what I was going to say. The next one was like, yes, you do you. You have a night off without your six kids. Fucking go until the sun comes up. Like, that's your right. night. So she decided she was going to knock on several doors in the neighborhood while she was walking because uh, there were some Halloween parties that were happening in private residences. So she was knocking on these doors and wanted to come in. She was not invited in due to the fact that she was extremely intoxicated and she was nearly falling down drunk at this point. Like she was hammered. So she was just knocking randomly on people's doors to get invited yeah, in. She, she heard them having a good time. She was trying to get in there. Why knock? Just walk in. It's a party. I don't know. Maybe the door was locked. Who knows? She went to the West Indian Sports and Social Club which she had previously drank at before the Big Western Pub, but they closed after the Big Western Pub. So after she left there, she went to this, the West Indian Sports and Social Club, and she was refused alcohol when she went in on account of the fact that she was more than a bit intoxicated, like she was nearly falling over. (laughs) Um, Never been there. No. She had been seen asking people who were on their way out of the pub for a ride home. Just I'm random good. people like. Um, and the bartender said that nobody offered to take her home that night. Like she kept asking anybody who was walking out <clears throat> for like 
Yeah, for like 10 minutes. People who were walking out. She's like, can I get a ride? Can I get a ride? And everyone was like, no, I'm not fucking with you. Like, Nobody you're too drunk. Nobody wants you to puke in my car. That's what it comes down to. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally get mm-hmm. that. Because I'm like, I'd take her. And I was like, no. If I thought she was going to vomit, no. So it's also been reported that when she drank, she would get very, um, like, boisterous and was loud. What? So... I'm wondering if maybe the way she was asking, people were just like, I'm not into the drama today. Because, I mean, I don't know how it was in the late 80s in England. I was Um, 12. You could have babysat me. I could have. Except (laughs) I didn't do that because I was really bad at it. Yeah, I don't think my parents would let you babysit me. If they were smart, if they were good parents, they would not. (laughs) <laughs> I babysat so, one time in my life Wait I have to tell you this now Like okay. one time where it wasn't like my family Like my nieces mm-hmm. or something And the baby wouldn't stop crying And my mom had to come over and help me Aww That was my one experience in babysitting Babies Yeah. I babysat maybe once or twice Again that wasn't my family Like I'm the oldest of all my cousins So I definitely babysat family But it was more like everybody was in another room drinking and playing games and whatever. And I was kind of in charge of the playroom. Not like everybody was gone uh-huh. forever. 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 <laughs> I meant like for the whole night. So, but w- my point was now if I'm at a bar and I see a woman who's drunk, who's outside asking for a ride, I would assume that something bad happened and she got separated uh-huh. from her people. Like, There was some sort of drama. Maybe she was too drunk and she walked off or maybe, you know, maybe her and her boyfriend got in a fight. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the situation would be, but in my mind, I would think there's possible drama behind that woman. Now you make me feel bad. (laughs) But like, I've definitely had times at bars where there's a single woman who's, uh, you know, visibly upset something's happening and I've had conversations, but I, d- well, now that I think about it, it's probably cause I'm always too drunk to drive when I'm leaving a pub. Anyway, I'm taking a cab myself or an Uber or a Lyft. So yeah. I definitely am not in any position to be taking someone home, but that's a good point. Regardless of the reason, nobody took her home. So she was seen walking away from the pub around 1:15 AM. And around 2.15, so there's an hour later, she's seen in the company of a man. And eyewitnesses say that they couldn't tell because she was kind of staggering her walk, whether or not she was walking with the man or the man was walking really close to her. Like whether they were together and he just was kind of keeping his distance a little bit because she was, you know, wobbling back and forth or if they they were really together. Obviously we know now that they weren't together because she wasn't, I mean, unless she just met him that night because before she was single walking around, but that was right near the park where she was found. So Elsa was that's, and that's the last sighting of her walking around. Elsa was knocked out and viciously beaten and raped. Oh, And she also sustained multiple internal injuries and she was left for dead by her attacker. Um, 
Yeah, it was only five hours later when the jogger came upon her body that that she had been found. Which, I mean, five hours for somebody being left in the park. It's not mm. that, that's not a lot of time, you know? And she was found, when she was found, she was barely alive. She was unconscious, but oh. the man who found her called, uh, I think it's 999 yes. in England. Uh, I don't know. Um, he called the police. And the doctors worked for six hours on her, like trying to help because she had so many internal injuries and she had like I mean, massive had to brain beat bleed. The shit out of her, man! Like kicked her. Yes. Why would you do that? Well, she was like, missing already... teeth. She was missing teeth. Oh. She was kicked. Like this oh. is that's so really, brutal. Really, really vile. Yeah. That's just brutal. Like, how can you do that to a human being, especially someone that's in that a compromised position because she's wasted. She was probably not a huge woman. I that's just, what I'm saying. So that's some fucked up shit, man. Why? How with can you someone do that? who's okay? Let's let's just start throwing around theories that this man who was seen with her or in the vicinity closely of her walking at 2:15 was the attacker. Y- you see she's inebriated. I mean, she's not walking like a normal person. It wasn't like people said, oh, I saw a woman walk with a man. It was, I saw this drunk woman and there was a man around her. So she clearly was intoxicated. You'd think you could basically just push her over right. and then run away. Like She probably you wouldn't don't remember to, anything. Right. You wouldn't so need to kick her or you know, beat her, like just fucking leave her alone. And it also seems that it wasn't, I mean, the way that she was viciously attacked, obviously the intent to do there, but he didn't make sure she was dead before he left. Like it wasn't like he murder was part of the sexual uh, release for him. You know, there's those people who can't get off or whatever those fucking uh, like the BTK is what's coming to my mind. You know, they can't get off with regular sex. They have to have like murder or anticipation of murder involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's, I just find it strange that they would leave her breathing. Right. Yet she was so drunk that you could have just pushed her down and like held her down for three minutes and she probably would have passed out, like yeah. just fallen asleep. Oh. Um, who's so, going to take care of all those kids? I, it's so, so sad. She, she, she was not, she was not the woman, you know, it's like, I think if I, if I were to throw out a theory it seems like perhaps this guy who attacked her um, because she was raped. So is the reason that I'm saying guy, otherwise it could be anybody, but um, it seems like this guy maybe thought that the way she was behaving was someone who lived a lifestyle of risk, you know, and perhaps people would, because she also, she's a black woman. So I don't know, um, like politically speaking, I, I don't know if it's like America where minorities are treated in a different manner or whatever. I, I've, I'm not really um, educated 
in England, especially in the 80s either. But if it's like here, you know, if you look at this black woman who is from the West Indies and she has five kids, Mm. you know, you can kind of see the stereotypical reasons of why this case went cold. Because yeah. people assume. They didn't really care, honestly. Yeah. They assume that she was a woman living a high-risk lifestyle. Right. When indeed like she was, was not at night. all. Right. Yeah. She was just she was steam. Exactly. She went out. The, oh. the strange thing to me is, um, which, and I'm not, I'm not victim blaming or shaming at all, but it seems very sad that she went out alone to go drink. Right. It's like she really, it kind of just, yeah, it kind of just shows her desperation to go out and get like, get out of the house because she also was known to drink, not in super excess, but like, it's not like she never drank alcohol, right? but she rarely went out. You know, she would go out. She had fucking five kids and a grandkid. She obviously wasn't going out every night of the week, but, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 savage. The whole thing was gross, but I I can kind of understand. Let me back that up. I don't mean understand in that capacity, but I can kind of see how if an attacker saw her on the street, perhaps you'd think that okay, this woman's a drunk, she's a minority. Maybe I kick the shit out of her and people don't pay attention. She's worthless, right. She's worthless to society in that that person's eyes. sex workers, you know, when people try and uh, make victims of sex workers, like they just think that nobody's out looking for them sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So the public was outraged and horrified. Everybody was looking over their shoulder because they're like, who the fuck did this? There's a a college campus nearby uh, from that park. And most of the students wouldn't go near the park. Um, They were because nobody knew who it was. There was a team of 125 detectives. 125 detectives were searching for this killer because in that that, Scotland Yard. So they did bring in Scotland Yard as a consulting whatever but it Are was they like the fbi of america i think they are the because their whole you know they've got the like detective inspector uh-huh. they have the like their their um hierarchy is different so i i'm not sure if they're the fbi um just trying to think of the, the equivalent here. Yeah, I guess I would. I guess it would be FBI, but they also have their own, like in downtown London. They're also they employ the beat cops too, Scotland right. Yard. I think because okay. like one police plaza has Scotland Yard. I think, and but they also have like low ranking policemen as well. I get um, that. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I don't think FBI does that. Like there's no FBI cops that are just like driving around patrolling, but they're, I mean the mm, MI five or what, whatnot is right. 
that's the CIA. So I guess Scotland Yard was would kind of be. I don't know. <laughs> we'll go. I, yeah, we went way too far, and my knowledge is way too shallow for this line of questioning. For those of you listening, consult your Google, and you can tell me how wrong I am. Or those of you in England can just fucking shoot me a, a email that says you're so wrong. Because we do have listeners out there, so tell us that we're stupid. It's cool. Yes, we do. Um. And I don't mind being told that I uh, don't know what I'm talking about because I most of the time don't. They're actually the state um, police. They're considered the state police of Britain. That would be their equivalent. The state police. So what's our state police? Just like the like CHP type deal? Like. Yeah, because the British FBI is called NCA, a national what? crime agency. I had no idea. I didn't either. Wow. But they, they kind of work like the FBI. They do. Well, NCA does not. Whatever. They're the state police. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, to be quite honest, most of my knowledge of Scot- new, of uh, Scotland Yard is due to elementary. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever watch that show? No, but yeah. I was sick in Sherlock Holmes, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The public was re- like the public, I think, was more concerned than the police. Because this woman was attacked in their area. And so I think that the police kind of um, took the public's lead as far as like how many people that they were going to put on this case to kind of make the public calm down a little bit. But they interviewed all of those who were closest to her, all of those who um, were in her social circle. And those who last saw her and nobody had fucking any clue about any. She had no enemies. She didn't do drugs. She wasn't messed up in any sort of like organized crime. She had nothing. And um, that led the, the police to believe that it was a random attack. And that is what fueled public outrage was like, this is a random attack. And it was so vicious and vile that everyone was like, you know, not going out at night. They referred to this culprit as the beast of Whitworth Park because that's where they found oh. her as Whitworth Park. Um, but despite their best efforts, and I say that with hopefully it was their best, best efforts. I don't like we said, you know, I don't know if her color or her station in life had anything to do with whether or not they had their best effort. But it seems like they did all that they felt that they could do, but the case went cold and there was one thing. So she was missing a gold chain bracelet, but her purse and her, um, all of her belongings were found right near her. So it didn't look like a robbery. It looked like a straight sex crime. Like they wanted to, Either they tried to get her to willingly have sex and she refused and that enraged this killer or he was just in it to win it from the get go. Like, I'm going to murder her and rape her. That's what I'm going to do. There was also a watch that had a broken strap, which was thought to be the killers. Oh, Uh, uh, and it was thought that she pulled it off in the attack. 
Because she fought back a little bit. Yeah, so hopefully with advances in DNA, they kept the watch strap, but I have no idea. Uh, there was also a sketch of a man, which I'll post on the blog, who had, um, he was described by witnesses that he looked panicked and he was running from the scene at 3.10 a.m., which kind of fits into the timeline. Yeah. So, yeah, police believe that it was a straight sex crime, which is, I mean, it it, it so belittles the crime when it, when you just say it's a sex crime. Because, I mean, at least to me, I think a sex crime She was is, murdered. Yeah. Like, Beaten. I think a sex, a sex crime. But it's... A sex crime they it's live, also, you think. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly where my mind goes. But it's also in the United Kingdom. And I don't know what their vocabulary is for all of this stuff. So everything I was reading was from the UK where they just refer to it as a sex crime. And I don't know if they use that as like a motive, you know, like their motive was sex crime and it turned into a murder or, you know, I don't, I don't know what that with hate crime. Like even if it's Mm -hmm. a murder, you consider it a hate crime. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I think take a drink. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense, though, when you say it like that, because I was trying to figure out, like, is the dialect just so that it's a sex crime equals something more heinous? Because to me, like you said, it just it seems like you would live. But yeah, because it's sex crime here usually means they live. Yeah. But that's a very, very valid point. I like that. Not I don't. Like no, I. <laughs> we didn't think you like sex crimes or hate right. crimes. I want to put it out there. Jen does not like those things. Yes, please, Joe. <laughs> I very them. much, I very much don't like them. Don't at me. Um, I wrote whether it's a sex crime, whether the reason she was murdered is because some dickhead couldn't handle rejection, or specifically set out to murder and rape some innocent woman. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but, uh. Some believe that the lack of interest in her case, we kind of covered this, was due to the fact Elsa was intoxicated. And, you know, especially in the 80s, we definitely victim blamed as far as like, oh, yeah, he was asking Women. for it. Her, her skirt was too high. She was she, drunk. She was yeah. out late at night. She deserved yeah. what she got. She was a woman by herself. Exactly. How dare a fucking woman go out by herself? Ugh. And then get intoxicated. Women, ladies don't get intoxicated. Oh, my God. I saw the best fucking meme on the planet for myself. It says, attractive women don't swear. And then it says, I wasn't attractive to begin with, so fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, God, I need that on a fucking T-shirt. I need it on a face mask, on a beanie, on a fucking... That's not true, though. You are attractive. I'm just going to carry a sign that's like, fuck you. But <laughs> Just carry a sign. Um, fuck off. Oh, my God. Um, I forgot to tell you, and now I'm going to tell the whole world. <laughs> not that the whole world listens to us, but my they neighbor should. across the street, he <laughs> has a sign that says Trump Pence. Like, that's his political views. He's a very nice man. You know, I waved to him. He's just a neighbor. And the other day, my kids started yelling at me, Mom, Mom, somebody wrote F.U. all over his sign. 
And I was like, what? I came out and it, there's, yeah, it's spray painted on his Trump Pence sign. Sorry. So now he, he pissed me off. I'm sorry. I did it. It was, it was me. <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny because it was like, you know, he's just, we, cause we have also on my street, um, Biden stuff as well. We're very diverse, diverse type of neighborhood. And uh, I just thought it was really funny because there's he's minding his own business. It's on his yard. It's on his whatever. And somebody decided with the amount of cameras, I have cameras pointed Um, everywhere from my house. Like you thought it was that important for you to deface someone's property for what? He exchanged the sign the very next day. Like he just well, And it's not like you're on a main street. So, you know, it's somebody on your street. Well, but you here's live the in a thing. Cul-de-sac. Oh, the school. The school. I yep. forgot about it's the school. The school. So right. every, You're but right. it's an elementary school. That. Like, but people. Well, and it's not it's, in session, right? Well, we just started this week. Oh. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, if they wanted to make their point across, you know, so people could see, but he replaced it and now he takes it in at night and oh, he wow. puts it out in the morning. I just, it's like, you know, why incite hate? Like, what Agreed. the fuck is the point? Leave it he's, alone. Not, he's allowed to have his opinion. It's it's why we're directly American. across the street is a Biden sign. Same size, same thing. So it's not like our whole block is Trump supporters where you would drive to our place particularly to show a message. It's like, what the what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I wouldn't do things like that. I'm not going to deface someone's property. You have a right to believe what you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can believe whatever you want. You can be wrong, and that's completely your po- your <laughs> your opinion. I mean, so they have a commercial out um, that Biden put out against Trump, and it's like, for the last hundred years, there's always been a dog in the White House, and they show all. Oh, like, I the saw that. With the dogs. Wait, did you I, post that? I did. I Is that why it. I saw it? Okay, yeah. that's probably why I saw it. And I was like, oh, I want a dogs for Biden sign, and they make them. And then I was like, oh, they make T-shirts, but I couldn't get them in time for the Halloween party next week. Oh, jeez. I I turned my going away party into a Halloween party. Fantastic. That should be fun. What are you going to dress as? I'm going to be a spider queen. What the fuck does that mean? I went through this this weird phase um, about a year ago. That I was really into Wish. Where you collected time. spiders and you're going to glue no. them all and to I'm your. Eat them. No. <laughs> I started because Wish had them super cheap. Like, you know, Wish. Wish is everything. It's like a fucking dollar or whatever. And I bought all these spider brooches. And I don't like insects. I'm not a spider person. But, like, they had different crystals in them, different colors. And they're all sparkly. So I got this spider web shawl and I attached all the spiders. Oh, I my like God. I was just. I was just going to ask you why the fuck did you get all those spiders? But then you said they're sparkly and that oh, yeah. is you a hundred percent. Beautiful. They're all sparkly. They sparkle. None of them are boring or gross. Like the grossest one has a pearl in it and I fucking hate pearls. I, hate I know pearls. you do. But um, the stupid shawl wouldn't hold. My spiders were too heavy. So they would like, like, mm. you know, drag. So now they're like got- folding in. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So now I made Christian buy me the spider web dress and then I have spider earrings, spider necklace, spider bracelet, and then a spider crown that's all sparkly with a spider on it. That's fantastic. That sounds like a good, good time. 
And if I if I'm over it, I can just take the shawl and the crown off, and I'm just a person wearing a dress. <laughs> well, it's always good to be able to morph out of your Halloween costume. I know that you live with your husband, but I do. Uh, People know. like to live with their husbands. It's, it's always good <laughs> to be able to um, turn that walk of shame into normalcy. Of like, it wasn't a Halloween party. I'm just wearing a dress, and I look, you know. Last last December, my stupid brother called me and he's party for your for his wife. It's eighties themed. So I showed up there in full eighties garb. Like I'd bought on Amazon and I got there and I walk in and nobody's in eighties garb and I, I looked what? at my niece and I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill my brother. And she goes, Why are you dressed that way? And I'm like, Your dad told me it was eighties themed. <gasps> She goes, we talked about that, but we decided that. After you the got first day. Bridget Jones. I Holy got Bridget shit. Jones. I felt so dumb because I had never met all of his colleagues and it was more of a colleague party. And here I am in this bright pink bow and spandex and these. Fuck. Oh, I just, my hair was like crimped. And they were probably oh, like, no. oh, is this your special sister? <laughs> 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 oh, that's so sweet. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's yeah. hilarious. And I had to wear that the whole party. Yeah, so it's so good to be able. Bad. It's good to be able to morph into a normal. I normal did take life. off like the. I mean, I still looked kind of weird, but because your hair was crimped. That you can't uncrimp that. It's like I had some crazy. Oh, I had an MTV shirt on with leggings, so I took off like the leg warmers, and then I just. Oh, so you like, just wore what you would have worn to my. 80s birthday party and didn't no. come when you didn't come I knew I was gonna walk into that when I brought up the 80s yep it's, Jen posted a picture with her and her best friend Amber and Amber was wearing the exact same outfit I had purchased and she looked really You're good so in stupid. it and I looked really gross and I couldn't show up then you I am so I have no words you you don't you can't. I, I mean, I already said it on words. He didn't talk. I was so me. mad. You can't just not come to my party because you don't think you look good. You know what? The best. Okay. So I have two friends. Stan is the uh, Bigfoot. You might remember him from the Bigfoot episode. Um, his wife, Ashley, they are some of the most amazing people I've ever met in my entire life. They're just, their hearts are gold. And these bitches showed up to my 80s party. They had gone to Goodwill and they were wearing like track suits and they had gray hair and they made it like an 80s, like an octogenarian. Oh, they were 80s. Party. That's funny. It was hilarious. I love that. But I was people. like, you fuckers. It was so funny. They, it was amazing. I, it, that's it funny. never occurred to me that that would have been interpreted that way, but that's funny. I like that. And they knew it too. It wasn't like they missed the eighties theme. Like they did that on fucking purpose. They are right. Right. Genuinely amazing dresser uppers in any. They're amazing. My parents one time in the eighties, as it would be got invited to a costume party and they showed up and they were wearing these, like, my dad was in a tux and my mom was in this beautiful gown. And they were like, oh, uh, this is a 
costume party, not a formal. And they're like, oh, haha, and they laughed about it. And then my, my parents walked by them. They had cut out the back of their dress and their suit and their tux. So you could, like, my dad was wearing, like, heart boxers. My mom was wearing, like, heart panties. <laughs> so they known, but they were, oh, it's not formal. And then they turn around and they're, like, totally showing their That's whole everything. Cute. It was super cute. And quite bold of them to walk around in their underwear, mostly, honestly. Yeah, but, you know, that comes with youth. Yes, you know that's true. Not that your parents were extremely youthful in the 80s, but right, they, they were like 40s. That would be like me showing up somewhere and my kids talking about it in 30 years. So yeah, I don't want to say that we're not youthful because I'm definitely not youthful. My kids the other day were like, yeah, they were like super old. They're like, they're almost like you, mom, but like. I mean, you're very close to 40. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I have a few years before 40. And they're like, well, you don't say somebody who's like 28 or 29 is not close to 30. And I'm like, fucking yeah, you do. Your role, man. I'm 36. Yeah. I'm eking out every inch to these fucking years. Look how Kristen, Kristen tells the kid that mom is 45. I said, I'm 44. Mm-hmm. He's like, but you'll be 45 like next month. I'm like. But I'm still 44. Mm-hmm. And you'll be 49 next year, so suck it. Elsa's family, she, her whole family has grown up. Her kids have grandkids, or her kids have children that made her a grandmother over again. Because remember, she already had that one grandkid. Um, and her grand, that one grandkid has had children. They've all moved Man. on in their respective families, but they've never forgotten about Elsa. And they've never moved on from her death, but they've they have grown as a family. And so now there's more people that are seeking answers. And as of 2016, her family were still seeking answers. And I assume that there hasn't been any. Yeah, I assume there hasn't been any. They don't care. They don't care. They don't. Well, because it's it's done. Right. Those people who were working that case have retired. And the perpetrator's but, probably in his 70s, if you fit the normal rapist, murderer, serial killer. But the thing is, like, it's it takes that one Michelle McNamara. Like, it takes that one person who feels this case on a level that other people don't. And then they they work on it. And they're smart. And they detect that. I mean, I truly believe that if it wasn't for Michelle McNamara, we wouldn't have the Golden State Killer in custody. So Yeah, she's a all it, hero. She's a yeah, legend. So that that's kind of what I mean with this case is like I don't know shit about shit. I also don't know how many listeners we have in England, but maybe somebody knows something or somebody's parents said something to them. Right. And now's the time to rip it wide open. Because like the police said the amount of viciousness in this attack, it was not like there somebody's first. Right. It, it done was this before. They've been here before. Agreed. Yeah. There was definitely uh, Or once if this was his first, there was another because they enjoyed it. Right? For sure. For sure. Okay. This is whiskey and wino signing off. Be kind. <laughs> We're signing. Be kind. Ciao. 
and all the other <laughs> business. <laughs> That's my chow. Chow. Well, you said be kind. So I did. we all right. I'm sick. I get it. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.